You are listening to Podcasting 101 with RSS.com. Getting you ready to launch and grow your podcast. Hey everyone, Ashley here with RSS.com. In today's episode, we're chatting with Alex Sanfilippo of PodPros. The question we're answering today is, do reviews really matter? Tune in to find out. Enjoy the show. But Alex, I'm really excited that you could be here. You were recommended by so many past guests, like, because when I was asking people, you know, who should we have on the show? Who do you think would be really good for our audience? They were like, you got to have Alex. And so I'm really excited you could be here and welcome to the show. Can you do us a favor and tell us what it is you do? Yeah, sure. Thank you. That, what an incredible thing to hear. That's, that's so humbling and honor. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. Uh, yeah, my name is Alex Sanfilippo and uh, I focus on helping independent podcasters. So I'm 100% podcasting. It's what I do full time and I serve through creating software solutions that other people haven't already created, just kind of trying to fill in the gaps to make things more frictionless for independent podcasters that really have a passion, a purpose, a desire to serve people that are listening. So that's what my company does. Uh, it's called Pod Pros. It's kind of like the umbrella, if you will, and everything we do is under that. It's again, all around, can we help podcasters continue to podcast so they can serve the world and ultimately make it a better place? Yes, and and one of the uh, one of the things that's under your umbrella is Pod Lottery, and that's the thing that got me the most excited, and here's why. You know, one of the things that a lot of people talk about whenever they're trying to figure out how to promote their shows or how to how to get more people listening is whether or not reviews matter. And so my question for you that kind of prompted this whole thing is, in your opinion, in 2023 and beyond, do reviews of a podcast still matter? You know, I, I had somebody challenge this, this, this idea. It was another industry guy. He's like, why the heck do we care about reviews? And the first thing I said, when's the last time you bought something on Amazon or anywhere where you didn't first see if it had reviews? Right. If it doesn't have reviews at all, major red flag. If it has bad reviews, whether they're real or fake, in our mind, we're like, ah, I can't go with that one. You want to go with the one that has a high quantity of really good reviews. That's when you're buying a product, when you're buying anything. Right. And so for me, I'm like, hey, if I'm going to listen to a podcast and there's three options on a similar topic, the one that actually has a review or multiple reviews is probably the first one we give a shot to. So to me, yes, it absolutely matters. Just from first and foremost, from me being a listener standpoint, from that experience of like, okay, yeah, this one has something, right? But beyond that, when you're looking at sponsors, when you're looking at partners, the really only metric that someone from the outside can see is a review. So again, to answer your question sort of a long way, Ashley, yes, I think reviews really matter. Okay, so if they matter, how do we get them? Yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to do this. And, and the first thing I want to mention actually is talking to your listeners. And a lot of hosts do this, but I... I I recently had someone poke a hole in this theory and it was, it was very interesting to me. They have a podcast about for former sex addicts that are coming out of that lifestyle. And they're like, I don't want my listeners to leave reviews because that exposes them. Damn. And I was like, oh shoot. And they're like, so I would never ask a listener for a review. I'm like, I don't know what to say to you. Right. And then I started thinking, I'm like, wait, this isn't the only topic like that. Like what if you're coming out of domestic abuse? like mostly things that are some, some sort of like trauma that's happening in your life, right? Like, or loss, anything like that. I'm like, yeah, you don't want the listeners to leave reviews because you're going to expose them. And the whole thing is they're listening to your podcast because it's safe for them, right? They can, they, you don't even know that they're listening, right? You, the host, and you want to kind of keep that privacy on some of those topics. And so again, actually that really poked a hole in that theory. Now, if you have a podcast, that's just about abundance, 
lifestyle, comedy, those things, by all means, please get very tactful with asking your listeners for reviews. So I think that's the first point I'd share. I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that or we want to keep on going down a list. No, I just want to keep on going. Cool. All right, great. So really quick on that, to get tactful with it, I think the best way to do it is actually just you, the host, ask, but in like a raw, organic way. Like you don't want to be this whole thing. I'm like, hey, everybody, the show is going great, but I would love for you to leave a five-star rating review. When you do, let me know. Let's get back to the show, right? Yeah. If it's more like, hey, we're really trying to grow this show and make sure we're getting the right people listening to it. Could you share it with somebody you know who would add value to? And while you're at it, if you could leave us a five-star rating review, we'd really appreciate that. That motivates me to keep on doing this when I get to read those reviews. So thank you so much in advance. When you really spin it that way, what a beautiful thing. And someone who really likes your show, they're going to go take action and do that. So again, if you have a show in the right style or, or format where it's safe for someone to leave a review, by all means, be asking for it. And just try to keep it raw, authentic, make it feel like they're doing you personally a favor, not you're here to serve the brand, right? Like it's, it's for you and them to have that connection and for you to be able to see that. I think that, again, that's really the, the step one is to be able to do that. I got to say, the way that you did the example of asking for the review, you, it's like you've done it before. Ah, <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> it, it, it sounded so good. You just spit, just spit it right out like, you, no big deal. You know, <laughs> it didn't work. Let's put it that way. Or a, a friend. I'm speaking for a friend. They said it didn't work. Uh, oh, okay. No, it was, okay. It was me. Um, <laughs> you, you know, beyond that, beyond like asking listeners for reviews is leaving frictionless ways for people to do it. So there, there's a bunch of websites that will help you do this, which can link people directly to where they can leave a review. The first one that comes to mind that I really like and use is called Podkite, uh, podkite.com. They have a button that will uh, basically when you're linking to your episode, like maybe on a blog post, which Ashley, you and I both, uh, we, we, we come from that world, right? Uh, we are big proponents of that. So having that blog post saying, hey, click here to leave a review for the show and it'll automatically direct them to where they can do that. And there's other services that do similar things like that. Again, making it frictionless, like asking for someone to, to leave a review, but not explaining how, where, how, like why, like all those things is going to make it difficult. You're like, hey, leave me a review. And people are just like, how, <laughs> where, yeah. what do you want? Right. And so you want to direct people to that. And I, I should really give this disclaimer. I think that Apple reviews are the best because currently it's the only really big podcast player. So there's some small ones that do this, but it's the only big one that allows people to actually leave a review. Other places allow you to leave some sort of star rating, and maybe that'll change at some point, but right now, the only ones that actually can leave text. And to be quite frank, I don't know, is that just having a star rating is really helpful? People want to know, okay, is there a human behind that, or did this just happen from a robot, right? So people want to be able to see it, and that to me means Apple Podcast Reviews are really, that's the one that we really need to be after, is, is getting those reviews. So again, making a frictionless way for people to find out how to do that and linking to it is another great way to do it. Now, one of the things that you, um, you, you mentioned, but you, you know, bots and things like that, how do, how can we tell whether or not we're just getting bombarded with fake reviews? Do you, do you have anything that, uh, that we can look for that would tell us like, okay, that's totally bots. Yeah. That, first off, Apple does a pretty good job of removing these. Uh, okay. I, I don't, I don't know if they review each review, like review each review, if I can say it that way. I don't know if they're checking each review. That's better. Um, but it takes a few days for it to get to show up on Apple. So I don't know if there's some sort of system behind that, but in general, I want them to have someone spam the podcast and my downloads went like through the roof overnight. I don't know how or why, but I told Apple, I'm like, hey, I just got like 15 reviews and they're all nice reviews, but I'm like, I, it wasn't good English first off. And I know most of my audience is in the US. And also it was very, they almost all said exactly the same thing. 
And they're like, yeah, we, we see it. We'll take care of it. And then like a day later, they were all gone. So I, I think to some sense, Apple will actually remove it. At the same time, I, th I think us humans are pretty good at understanding humans and robots these days. I think we're only getting better at that, right? So when yeah. you read it, you can see if you resonate with it. It's just like, great show, five star. It's like, okay, that doesn't really feel like anything. Boy says, I listened to this episode with Ashley. She's such a smart person. She's helped me as a blogger. She's helped me as a podcaster over the years, right? Like reading that, you're like, okay, this, this is a human, right? Like somebody actually wrote that. So I think that in many ways, it's up to us. And thankfully, Apple is doing a good job, I think, keeping most of the spam out of it right now. Yeah, that's that's good to hear because, I mean, one of the things that's been happening, even with RSS, is sometimes we'll get the most insane reviews and you can tell that they are have nothing to do with actually the company itself. And one of the funny things that's been happening lately is we've been getting reviews for podcasters on our platform rather than the actual company itself. So oh, it's no. kind of funny how that sometimes happens whenever you're like, okay, we're sifting through this trying to figure out what's real, what's not, what's good, what's not, what's a bot, what's not. And uh, so I just, I was just was curious about that. I wondered if you had any thoughts on it. So I'm glad you did. <laughs> so now, do you think that um, in terms of reviews, do you think it has any impact on the SEO that it's related to trying to get a podcast attention online? Yeah, so this is a good point. And I really dove deep into this and I found a page on Apple's website. It's public where they literally say, a review on Apple does not change anything in the algorithm. It will not help you. And so they, they flat out say this is not going to change anything. But in the day, so it might not help get you to like top charts, quote unquote, but it does help you with people. And I think that that's, that to me is what matters more than being on charts, right? Like that doesn't necessarily help with people, but someone looking at it can see a review they resonate with. Uh, so from that perspective, I don't think it does anything from an SEO perspective, other than the fact that someone might see it and be like, ooh, this show has 10 reviews. All the rest of them have zero. I'll check that one out first. I, I, from what I can tell, that's really it. What do you think about, um, what are they called? Review incentives where like, you know, you'll put them into a lottery if they give you so many, uh, reviews that they will get a prize or, or possibly get a prize. What do you think about people that do things like that? Yeah. Gamification among your listeners, incentivizing them to leave reviews can be a really fun thing. It can build fans for sure. Uh, and, and some hosts go as far as reading the winner's reviews or they, they read one a week and people are leaving them for that reason. If you can incentivize around it, as long as it's done tastefully and not in a way that feels like spam, right? If you're talking to your listeners being like, hey, if you've listened to this podcast and you like it, I'm going to start reading reviews every week. Would love for you to leave one. More people are going to leave them because they're like, oh, I want to hear my name on my podcast. I like to listen to you, right? Or if you have a private community, let's just use example of Facebook group. It's an easy, easy one to use as an example, right? If you run some sort of contest among your listeners saying, Hey, I'm going to, anyone who leaves a review this week, I'm going to give this, right? Whatever the podcast is about. Um, it, it, then yeah, I, I think there's no problem with that. And I would always add the disclaimer personally to make sure it comes from integrity. Like I would even, for me, I say it doesn't even need to be a five-star rating and review. It can be like, just give me your honest feedback on the show. It's not going to change the fact whether you win or not. I just wanted to be authentic. And I always personally like to add that. Um, I think that's a really important point to add, but I'm all for that stuff. I think if you can gamify a little bit and get your your fans and listeners engaged, why not? It, it builds more, uh, I guess it builds a stronger fan base. Yeah, it helps build community too. And I like the idea yeah. that you mentioned of, of reading the, the reviews on the air, so to speak. I mean, I know it's not, we're not broadcasting on on radio waves but what yeah radio radio background i can't help it um I, so it just it feels kind of cool to like actually give someone a shout out and so i like that idea a lot 
Yeah, I, I think that's something you can do. You know, I, I want to, if you don't mind, I'll riff on something that's a side note here, um, if that's okay. Yes, go for it. So I, I mentioned like making sure it's an authentic review. A lot of podcasters I meet, they start getting reviews and someone leaves a four-star review, a three-star review to a one-star review, and they get really upset. And they're like, this is going to damage our reputation. I'm done. I'm through. I'm over. And I, I, I want to challenge that belief because I think that's a really wrong perspective. As a matter of fact, if you have fans of what you're doing, the way you can actually create someone who's just a listener into a fan is to prove somebody wrong. And all of us, let's, let's face it, if you go to Amazon and you're going to buy something, the first thing you click is the one-star review. Like, what are the complaints about this thing, right? And the thing is, you might look at it and be like, that's the most ridiculous, dumb reason to leave a one-star review I've ever seen in my life. I'm buying this just out of spite for that person. The truth is, you might get new listeners because they're like, this idiot, look, look, look what he said about this person. They don't sound like that. And now I'm going to leave them a really nice five-star review and 10 of my friends are going to do it too because this person's a loser, right? And I know I'm being extreme, but the truth is sometimes your best, most helpful review is the one that's the most negative because people are going to want to prove that wrong because they grow to like you and it'll expedite their ability to become a fan of yours. A lot of people don't agree with what I'm sharing right now, Ashley, but I, I really believe that if you can get that one-star review, not hundred of them, right? But you can get that one one-star review from just the person who's a jerk, right? Or for whatever reason, just re didn't resonate with you. Don't look at that as a negative thing. That is a positive. Because also, if I have a thousand five-star reviews and no one's ever said anything bad about me, that doesn't seem believable. I talk too fast. I'm too loud. I don't speak in good sound bites, right? Like all those things are real. So when I get a three-star review about that. People are like, oh, wow, cool. Alex is a real human. Someone doesn't like him, right? And so I think we need to actually think of that as a positive, not a negative. But teaching people that mindset. I had somebody who was so angry at me when I shared that with him. I mean, he was, he was ready to leave me a one-star review because he's like, this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. He goes, your reputation matters. It has to always be five-star. I'm like, I don't subscribe to that, right? So, uh, but I think just to kind of challenge to think on that, a, a one-star review isn't as negative as you may think. Absolutely not. Because I mean, I've seen one-star reviews where the person didn't like the host's name. They didn't like their last name. They're like, I can't believe they even said their name in the, in the episode. It's like, really? Like, that's why you left a one-star review? And it, it's, it's amusing to me why people will sometimes leave negative reviews, especially when, you know, you can tell that sometimes they're just in a bad mood that day or they didn't like the specific topic. And so I, I agree that, you know, it, if, you, if you are going to leave a one-star review, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. And the, the harder part, the thing that no one's going to want to hear, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of lean into the mic and I'm going to really say this. Sometimes you need to hear those horrible reviews so you can fix something. Would you agree with that? Yes, through and through. I, we, we're I, this is changing topics. We're not even in podcasting anymore, but we're we're fragile. Uh, let's be real. Like, and maybe it's just the times that we're in. But like, truth be told, like our egos get hurt real bad. But I had a three star review where somebody told me Alex doesn't pause when he talks, and he talks too fast and too loud. And I actually was like, man, they're hundred percent right. Like I. Not that I need to change who I am, but I do need to learn to not be so loud, to slow down, to take a breath, right? And those are things that I am actively working on. I saw that and appreciated it. I had somebody the same week come to me and be like, this person left me a four-star review because they said my intros are just too long. Like, how long are your intros? They're like eight minutes. I was like, eight minutes? I'm like, yeah, they are too long. They're like, no, they're not. This is what my listeners like. I'm like, I, I didn't say it, but I'm like, I doubt that. No one wants to hear you just riff for eight minutes before you get into your interview, right? So in my head, I'm like, hey, maybe there's something there. Have you looked at the data? No, but they're wrong. I'm like, okay. So yeah, people get really upset with hearing that, but hey, listen, have a growth mindset. Like we, we're not perfect. We're all on a journey. We're all on a, like hunting our own adventure, right? Take it as something that you might be able to improve. And I, I think, I love that you said that, actually. I think that's a really important point. 
Yeah, because I mean, you know, we had um, we had Joe Pardo on uh, several episodes back, and and he, we were talking about trolls and haters. And you know, one of the things that kept coming up is that, you know, sometimes people are just really vile, but it's like you can't you can't focus on that negativity. Sometimes you have to just hear the criticism and decide: is this constructive? Is it helpful? Am I going to use this, or am I just going to be like that guy was a jerk and I'm done? <laughs> right. <just> yeah. Going. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I like to say that I'm not everybody's cup of tequila, but that's okay. <laughs> you seem like mine, and I love tequila, so yeah, I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> good, good. Well, what else would you like to share with me about reviews? Like, what else do we really need to hear to help the listeners? Yeah, and I have another uh, idea around uh, around gaining reviews. Okay. And, and this actually kind of bl blurs the line into also knowing your audience really well, which I think the two can be connected and it can almost be your metric. So yes. for me... What's really important, I think, in podcasting, probably in my mind, the most important thing is to actually talk to your listeners. So how do you find them? They're engaging on social media. They're emailing you. They're messaging you. Just even it's like liking something. Find a way to contact them and just say, hey, saw you like this. Any chance that you, if you listen to the podcast, would you be willing to give me 10 minutes on a video conference call? Might be a little bit uncomfortable, but the truth is if you can get on that call, this is the bonus material here, by the way, you can learn a lot from your listeners. Ask them how they found the show. Ask them what they like about it. Ask what you think, what they, what they think you can do better for future listeners. Ask what they're struggling with. When you learn these things and you log that through an Excel spreadsheet, I am telling you what, 10, 20 people later, you can learn how to really, really improve your podcast. Bringing that back to reviews now, after that call, because most of your listeners will be very psyched to hear from you. Be like, hey, really enjoy our time together. Hey, real quick, while we're on, can you open up your, you have an iPhone or do you have iTunes? Can you go to Apple Podcasts real quick? I'd love it if you'd leave me a quick review on the podcast. Guide them through it. The thing is, that can also be your metric for how many times you're getting on a call. If you're like, you know what? I want to get 20 reviews a month. And maybe you need to be doing 20 calls a month because that's going to make you a better podcaster. But also you now have the proof that, yeah, I'm becoming a better podcaster while I'm also growing my reviews. Those two things can go hand in hand. I think that if podcasters start doing that, you'll find you exponentially accelerate your ability to grow and really impact an audience. So... I completely agree with every single thing you've said, especially the one thing that, that really hit me was um, you mentioned PodKite earlier and how you have to make it stupid simple for someone to leave reviews. So is that the first thing that you would do if you were trying to get people to start leaving them for you is, is make it seamless? Or would you start putting it into your podcast episodes and then go from there? Like, what do you think is the best first step? The first step is definitely make it as seamless as you possibly can. Okay. Uh, you, you've got to find a way just to make it stupid simple. Even if you're calling it out in your show, say, hey, go to like my website, PodPros. Go to podpros.com slash review, and it'll send you straight to a link to it. I have a friend. She went so far as to do a quick video. She did like a quick reel, and she just links that in one of her pages showing you exactly how to do it. So it's like 35 seconds. It's like, here's how you leave a review on my show. And I was like, man, that's I, I put it. I was like, can I take that? I'm like, I'll give you credit. But I'm going to embed that in my page where I teach people how to do it. Because I'm like, that's so helpful. Because now people don't say, being like, I can't figure it out, I'm done. You give them a link. You make it stupid simple, right? And I think that that's the first thing is we got to remove the friction involved in it. I think we have to do that with everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole reason I like RSS personally is because of the fact that it's so stupid simple that even I could do it. Because I'm not also, tech savvy at all. It starts with the name RSS. I mean, that's yeah. what podcasting is. So, yeah, you all, you all got it right from start to finish for sure. <laughs> yeah. Talk about SEO. Like, I'm brilliant, right? Right. No kidding. So. Well, um, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you? Yeah, everything I do is at podpros.com. 
So you can just go to podpros.com. You'll see my podcast. You'll see all the different product services I have. And I, I think that that's a, a great place for people to go. Well, there's also one question I have to ask you before I let you go. It's a question I ask everyone. What is one question I didn't ask you really wish I had? I guess we should have gotten into pod lottery. I mean, that doesn't even answer the question. <laughs> we didn't even talk about it. I just realized because that is an alter that's another way. I didn't even mention it. We should probably go into that real quick. Sorry. Let's go into it. Because <laughs> I'm like thinking, I'm like, did I miss anything? I'm like, wait, yeah, I did miss something. Um, so oops. what is pod lottery? Okay, thank you. Pod lottery, I, I should have brought this up earlier. Pod lottery is an alternative solution for getting more reviews on your podcast, specifically Apple reviews. And the idea was, could we do like a peer-to-peer -peer type of thing that almost feels like a review swap among podcast hosts specifically, but do it in a fun gamified way. So we built it to be like a lottery system. So I'll explain the whole thing and how it works. You register as a host, you get a ticket. With that ticket, you pick a number and every night numbers are drawn. If your number is picked, you win reviews from other podcast hosts. When they review your show, they win a ticket. They get a number, they get a chance to win. So it kind of turns into a review swap. And we've got people that have literally won hundreds of reviews. Like sometimes, I don't know how you get so lucky, but some, we have like five numbers get drawn and they had four of them right. And I think it got them like 163 reviews. I was like, wow. So they get 163 reviews from other podcasters, but we actually worked directly with Apple on this. So this is a really important point. We can validate a listen and we can validate that it's a, a review left from a place of authenticity and integrity. So it's not copy pasted. It's not the same one they just left. It has more than 10 words. It doesn't have profanity in it, right? Unless it's fitting, I suppose, right? So, um, but they also, again, validate the listen. So again, we can make sure this comes from a place of integrity. And that for us has been a really just a fun thing. It's, it's, it's free. There's no charge involved. But it's like, hey, can we help each other get more reviews so we can make sure that our podcasts are getting known? They're getting noticed. I mean, that just sounds like really cool. So how do people start like working with Pod Lottery? Like what do they need to do to be able to get on it? You go to podlottery.com. You register the account. The two things it's asking you for is to validate that you're the podcast host you say you are. So they'll just email you a quick little code to make sure that that's you. Uh, and then the second thing it'll do is ask you for your podcast reviewer name. So that's your name in iTunes or in Apple of like what it says when you leave a review, right? To make sure that we can actually validate that you're leaving a review. Those are the two things it asks for and pass that. It's free. You can play every day if you want. Really? It's free. Yeah. 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 Again, it was just something fun. Like I actually, you know, what's funny. Here's my accountability. Ashley. it has the word lottery in it and it works like a lottery. It is illegal in the United States to charge for anything that's a lottery or sweepstakes of any kind that government has the monopoly on that so that's why the government runs all the all of them so i told my my lawyer he's like do not do this he's like unless you're not going to charge i'm like i'm not going to charge he goes good if you if you charge for it you're going to jail i was like cool that's perfect accountability i was never planning on charging anyway it's just for fun so it worked out really great <laughs> that's awesome so i mean that's actually a really neat idea i didn't even know that it was free so that's even even more reason that people should sign up for it yeah, yeah. And it's, it's been fun. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a podcaster myself, an indie podcaster, and getting reviews matters for me as well. And so uh, it, it's been a really fun community building thing. And also, you pick the categories you want. So like I only, uh, true crime scares the mess out of me, actually. I'm just gonna be real. So I don't want to review any true crime podcasts because it means I have to listen to them. So I, I focus in like, uh, in anything that's like mindset related, entrepreneurship, business marketing, right? And I have found shows that become shows I listen to through this. So I'm not only getting to leave them a review and a rating, but I'm also like, this is a cool show. I like this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep this one going. I'm going to subscribe to this one. Right. So that's been kind of the bonus fun is it's built a little bit of a community. And I, and I, I love that. That's like my favorite thing ever. Well, because you said the niches that I'm all about, what are your favorite podcasts? It's, Putting you on have, the spot. <laughs> I have so many favorite podcasts. I've been really enjoying, uh, the James Altucher show. 
Now, okay. he's a, just so unique. I call him the most interesting entrepreneur in the world. Like a play on the most interesting man in the world. The, the guy is just like totally unique, totally different. Uh, and the other one is the Jordan Harbinger show. Is that what I've been listening to a lot? I, I, he's just such a good podcast host. Like it blows my mind how good he is. Um, those are my two that I'm kind of like really all about right now. And then I always look up topics. So I like kind of go deep into like the podcasting world by looking up. I want 10 episodes on this and I'll go find them. But those are the two like shows I'm currently into. I love that you said James Altucher because um, his book, Choose Yourself, is one of the reasons that I decided I was going to stay freelance instead of trying to get a full-time job. Uh, right. Just reading about how he was voluntarily homeless, basically, and um, all the stuff that he went through. Just it, It's wild that you, in this day and age, can like pull a Jack Reacher and be homeless on purpose. And so right. just, <laughs> that, that's just what, that's what drew me to him. And uh, so, yeah, big fan. So very, very excited that you mentioned him. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. new episodes anymore? I don't, I'm, I'm like, I'm a backlog guy. I'm never real time. Me I will nope. Oh not again. <laughs> People are like, I haven't, they're like, you're listening to what episode? I'm like episode 50. They're like, dude, I'm on episode 400. I'm like, I know. I'm, I'm like, wait, I'm not there. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll get there eventually. If you stop, I'll catch up. So. Well, and, and fun fact, one of the reasons I actually like to go to the backlog sometimes is I like to see where someone started versus where they are yeah. now. It's and the it, journey, right? Like when, when you listen to some. It's like, okay, I'm going to skip your 20-year journey and just get to where you are now. I'm like, wow, this person's so impressive. I prefer to hear, wow, you got some work to do to hearing the transformation happen. I I'm, I, I think you and I are really similar, Ashley. We're, we're best friends, I think. Yeah. Did we, did we just become best friends? Do you remember that scene in uh, <laughs> yeah. Step Brothers? Good quote. Yes. And yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm very excited. I could always use more bloggy friends. Oh, wait. Wrong show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So um, is there anything else that you want to share that I that I haven't brought up yet? Because I want to make sure that you get everything in here that you want to talk about. Yeah, the, the last thing I'll mention is just around why all this really matters. And to me, everything that we do as independent podcasters has to be to serve the person who's going to be listening. Mm -hmm. Sure, we can work on our cover art, our abilities as hosts. That's super important, right? Like we can come up with a better title description. We can get better mics and all that. At the end of the day, the only thing... It really matters is, are we serving the person on the other side of the mic? Are we serving that person who's listening? And at the end of the day, I think there's no better medium for really providing potential transformation in people's lives than podcasting. So it's all about that. And if having more reviews makes that an easier decision for them to enter your world, then so be it. Let's work on that. Let's do that. But let's never lose focus on what really matters, which is changing that person's life who's listening to you. Oh, God, that is so good. It really is because, you know, the, the big thing is so many people, whenever they come into this medium, they realize how much work it is and then they start to freak out and then they're like, well, is it even worth it? Shouldn't I just start making a bunch of money and all those things? But when you, when you push all that aside and just remember the person who's got their headphones on and is listening to you, that's when the magic happens. And so I hope, I hope that people listening today heard something that, that kind of lit them up and got them excited, not only about podcasting, but about taking the chance to ask people to leave them for reviews because leave them reviews because, you know, building this community and building, building something around an idea. It's just magical. Yeah. That's yeah. my Disney moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What a great way to end that. Well, I, Alex, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. You've, you've shared a lot of amazing information with us and I hope that people will actually take that and start using it. I know I certainly will. Cause I need some reviews. Spoiler alert, I have none, but I will work on that now. <laughs> You're going to get no. I believe in you, Ashley. You're going to make it happen. I'll leave you one. Drop me a link, and I'll leave you one. I'll be the first one. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I will definitely be signing up for Pod Lottery since it's free. <laughs>
Well, my fellow podcasters, we hope you enjoyed the insights, tips, and ideas shared in this episode. To learn more about launching and growing your own show, head over to rss.com backslash blog. And if you're ready to launch a podcast of your own, you can get started for free with your first episode on us. Thanks for tuning in.